welcome to the Destiny Podcast. We hope this message blesses you. Oh, it's good to be here again. Um, and last time I saw you, and the time before, if you remember, we talked about talked about the church. It was an angle that God really gave me years and years ago. Um, you know, just op- open up my eyes just to see how big the church is. You know, it's not just not just one little congregation or here or one little congregation there. Looking down from a what we call a bird's eye view, you know, seeing it seeing it all. And that, that keeps us humble. And um, so in this in this little town of Sale, forty fifty thousand people now, there's there's quite a few congregations which all it's all one church and we respect one another and just see it for what it is. Okay? And then we looked at the different gifts that God gives us in the church and how the remember my favourite story about the cricketer that lost the toe <coughs> I can't remember his name. Fred Titmus. A long time ago now. And he lost the toe and he had to learn to walk all over again just because he lost one toe. And that was an illustration of how important every member is. Um, there's people I know that one one lady in particular, a lovely lady, but um, she doesn't come. She doesn't feel the need to meet together. And you want to say, "Oh, come on, come on," you know. It's like it's like a finger saying, "I don't need to be a part of the body. I'll sit on the shelf over there." You know, we need we need each other. So my prayer is that when you're um, in positions of authority, you know you'll 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 remember that all the time. It's not not one man up in the pulpit. It's it's everybody together in in the church together. And so, looking at the gifts in particular, I just wanted to to think of the the gift of prophecy and how how important that is. Um, it's not just for the prophet. Um, it's he gives words for the church. And sometimes that is a mistake that the big guys make. Um, I'm the prophet, you know, I, I give the word out. Wait, hang on, hang on, hang on. You're only giving the word out um, for everybody. You just happen to be the mouth. Um, you still need the ears and all the others. Okay, so, that, so that, that's, the, that's the first thing. Very, very important. The prophet is there to serve the church. But there's different prophecies for me that have have really blessed me over the years because inevitably the church will go through um, dry patches when nothing when nothing seems to happen so just before we came out I was I just because um, there's a reference I'd, I'd got and I couldn't remember the, whether I got the guy's name right he was actually called Duncan Campbell and the last big revival that Britain had was actually in Scotland, so Scotland's up here on the west side. It's all very wiggly, and it was my ambition once to go on a holiday to the islands that are further out, which are called the Hebrides, and there's a whole chain of them: Lewis, um, Harris, and all the way down to one called Barra. And I said, Sue said, "Okay, we'll go." So we went up to the mainland of Scotland and got on the boat to Oban, and I said. I think it's about three, three or four hours. It'd be lovely. It was awful. It was. You couldn't see anything because of the mist. It was cold. The rain. The rain was coming in. 
even when you went past the other islands, you just you just couldn't see them. There's the one called um, Toba Murray, which is the setting of that children's program. What is it? Balamori. That's right with the sun. And I was looking forward to it. Couldn't see it because all the houses are different, different colours, very picturesque. Couldn't even see it. And we got over over to Barra um, in the end, and uh, the wind was like today. The wind was blowing. Uh, nothing happens apart from when the the aeroplane lands on the beach to bring the letters. That's the big that's the big event of the day. And it went on and on further north. Um, uh, uh, but when you get over to Sky, suddenly the sun came out. It's an old volcano, Sky. If you ever get the chance, it's absolutely amazing. glorious. Anyway, the island we didn't go to. Those were the Hebrides. And the island, uh, the island. Oh, Mendelssohn came over, famous um, um, musician, and he wrote the uh, the Hebridean overture. He was so taken with it. Anyway, that's all by the by. Uh, but the the last one is the island of of Lewis. And in 1949, there were these two old ladies called Smith. They were both Smith. One was blind. They were in the 80 years old plus. One was blind and one was crippled with arthritis, uh, couldn't get out of the house. And they were very upset about the state of their, their island, particularly the young people, didn't care about God. 1949. <coughs> so they prayed and they prayed and they prayed, and um, God gave them a prophecy that he would pour out water on the dry, thirsty land, Isaiah somewhere. So... Um, they got hold of this and then they'd pray it again. Lord, you said, Lord, you said, water on the ground. Lord, you promised these two little old ladies. And in the end, um, a mighty revival broke out. There was a guy called uh, Duncan Campbell. And he always says, I did not bring revival to the Hebrides. I was just, you know, God's voice. Everyone keeps saying, it's my revival. No, people like, you know, the, these ladies were praying. Got hold of a prophecy and they prayed and they prayed and they prayed. And um, what struck me was the the link between, well, the link between ourselves and God. God could do it all, all by himself, you know. He could bring revival to sale, he could get a big loudspeaker out, repent, and everyone would fall flat on, the, flat on their faces. He doesn't do it like that. Um, through the church and uh, individual Christians making up the church with their with their lives whether they speak or not he shows himself and he talks about that an awful lot doesn't he um, even when, whether we speak or not um, who was the guy saint somebody or other who is the saint for the animals he's talked to the animals very well known name anyway he said <coughs> he said um, all the time um be God's evangelist. Use words where necessary, but not all the time. In other words, you know, just just showing with your life. So God could do it by Himself, but He chooses to do it with us, through us, and with us, because like we're we're ambassadors. And I was just thinking about getting hold of that authority that God's given us. You know, the Lord's Prayer. So often we we think about it as sort of well, it's just a model prayer, you know. Our Father who art in heaven, hallowed be your name. Your kingdom come. Now, that prayer has been prayed 
billions, billions and billions of times by millions of people over the last 2,000 years. And if you think of it, it's not just a wishy-washy thing. As we, do you know what I mean by wishy-washy? <laughs> I keep coming up with these phrases. You know, a vague, a vague thing. I think he taught us that to be a powerful thing so that us Christians could stand up and say, your kingdom come on earth as in heaven. And my picture is right. Um, <clears throat> I've got the vote in this country, although I've missed it twice because, because they said my signature wasn't, wasn't as I put in. But I do have the vote and I can <laughs> say, right, I'm going to stand here and I'm going to cast my vote for which parliament whether England stays in the common market or comes out. Um, I've got authority to do that. I've got the vote. And we've got the vote in spiritual terms. So we can say, I'm going to stand here and say, this morning I was doing it, thinking of Britain, because I was looking at that map I'd, uh, I'd done, you know, looking at, um, at Europe. Lord, you've given prophecies. I'm going to pray with authority for Britain, I pray with authority for Europe, pray for France, Italy in particular for some reason this morning. I was just praying, you know, history would change and the old um, dead things would come to life again, you know. God would melt the wax, you know, that sort of thing. Because I've got authority. Your kingdom come. Because he wouldn't have told us that if it was just a, a vague thing. He, so you know what I mean? The difference between saying the Lord's Prayer, your kingdom, like like we do at every every funeral practically in here whether people are Christians or not we'll now say the Lord's Prayer our Father who art and it's just not totally meaningless but it's not got the authority of saying Lord your kingdom come on earth as in heaven so that's the authority we've got so I've been thinking thinking back of some of the um, some of the the big prophecies um, I know some people uh, don't take prophecy that seriously because they've had bad experiences. You know, people jumping up and saying, this is going to happen this year, and it hasn't. And, and I've, that must have been the same in the early church because somewhere in one of Paul's letters, he tells, I think it might be to Timothy, I'm not sure, he tells that his listeners do not despise prophecy. Now, we must have said that because they were beginning to despise prophecy. Um, and it's something we have to learn about. You'll get um, maybe young Christians jumping up saying things, but thinking of you as pastors later on, you know. So you've got, you've got to learn patience. Um, and after a while, people begin to realise who, who are they the guys who are the guys uh, with the gift and it's always good when more than one person says the same says the same thing i love it when somebody comes and they haven't got a, a clue about the situation and they give a prophecy and uh, it's wow you know how did how did he know that so in 19 andy was saying it was the 50th anniversary of the day 1960 five, six, 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 seven, something like that. There was a lady came over, um, and the church at that time <clears throat> was just beginning to learn about gifts of the Spirit. If you want to speak in tongues, you went to the Pentecostal church, 
you know, working man's church. Uh, and that was born about out of the revival, I think, in Sousa Street in, uh, in Los Angeles. And, um, but the rest of the church really didn't have anything to do with it. So our church here, when we lived in, in the old building, and it was called an independent Methodist church, um, one day um, Sue and me heard about what was happening um, in America. Um, there, was a, there was a group in uh, one of the universities in, in Chicago, I think it was, and uh, praying and praying, and God broke through, and they all started speaking in tongues. And this started to spread, and there's a guy um, wrote a book about it because he wanted to show it was rubbish. And he was, he was a Christian. Um, he knew about languages. And um, he came along, and he was, had his microphone out. He was investigating all of this. And in the end, he said, it's not rubbish. So I can recognize some of these languages. Some of them, I don't know what the language is, but because I'm a linguist, I can recognize it is a language. You know, it has got both. And he got bapti- baptized in the Spirit himself. Wow. <clears throat> and the last chapter was like a do-it-yourself, get baptized in the Spirit thing, you see. So I remember one night, I was getting really, really, really thirsty. I remember uh, we'd only just we'd got married and we lived in a, a very small little house. And I was praying one day and there was this blackbird outside. I mean, a blackbird when it sings on it, God. And I was bursting into tears because it was so pure and, you know, in its, in its song, it just wanted to sing, you know. Didn't know it was singing to God, but no doubt it was. I said, oh, God, I want to be like that blackbird. Anyway, a bit later, I'd, sort of where I was, I was reading this book and uh, I got really thirsty. And at the end, you know, it was talking about Peter being called out to the water. And um, uh, he had to take a, a step of faith. So what he said was, you've got to get out of the boat. Um, it's no good just sitting, oh, bless me, give me, give me tongues, you know. <laughs> so he said, you've got to use this. Get out of the boat as an act of belief and walk. So I got out of the boat. This was, uh, oh, it's funny because I said to Sue, uh, we'd only been married about a few months, you know, and I said, dead serious. I've read this book and I'm going upstairs. Do not disturb me. <laughs> I was thinking I'll be there several hours praying and praying and praying. So immediately, having sort of got out of the boat, said, "Right, Lord, okay, I'm going to open my mouth to speak." You know, just out it came. Wow. And I remember thinking, my brain was thinking as if I was, as if it was separate. Oh, that's interesting, you know, <laughs> as my mouth just, so down here, like wells of living water, oh, gushing forth, but my brain sort of examining it, hmm, yeah, because mm. <laughs> it says that tongues aren't, aren't, yeah, for, the, aren't yeah. for the brain, it, it, it's for the spirit. So I came down just a few minutes later and Sue said, well, yeah, yeah, it, it really works. All right. She's very calm, my wife. Oh, that's nice. <laughs> very English so when we went to bed she told me the next day she said so I lay in bed waiting for you to go to sleep and I got the book and I read it (laughs) she said and with her she said it was a bit different it was like um, a champagne bottle and the cork came off whoosh so anyway there there was a number of small groups like that we used to meet with 
other other like Christian over in um, 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 uh, Tilsley, um, Lee and Tilsley in Lancashire, because there were other Christians where there were three or four from each church, because it wasn't the time to sort of spread it abroad mm-hmm. in your, in your own church. It, it, it caused mm-hmm. just caused trouble. Um, well, that, that was that was my opinion, so we we didn't say much, and uh, but with me with other Christians and this was happening throughout the country and then um, a lady came over from America called Jean Darnell to this situation now she didn't have a clue about Europe um, she felt that God was calling her over and uh, she'd done a bit of a bit of preaching she was a very you know powerful lady and um, um, I'll tell you the story a bit later on about her if you remind me about her mother, remind me about her mother, who died, and uh, she was. Um, she said, "Right, Lord, if you want me to stay, I want to go somewhere warm." So she got out the map of Europe, and she said, "Right, Germany, that's warm in the winter, <laughs> December, <laughs> January, because it's south of England, you know." So she didn't have a clue about the Gulf Stream and the fact that we're a bit warmer here or a bit wetter, but certainly a bit warmer so I mean I love that because it wasn't it wasn't of her and um, she was praying with her daughter in the hotel room in Hamburg or somewhere and God gave her uh, a picture now I've got I've got uh, prints of these to to give you but I'll I'll do that at the end because in my experience when you give stuff out people read it and don't listen to what you think (laughs) So she said, "This is what she saw in that in that hotel room. What I saw was the British Isles, as in a bird's eye view. A kind of haze was over the whole, like a green fog, and then tiny little pinpricks of light began to appear from the top of Scotland all the way down to Land's End. That's the bit west, southwest. <coughs> then the Lord seemed to draw me closer to these lights." And I saw that they were fires that were burning. They were multiplying from the top of Scotland to Land's End. Then I saw lightning come and strike those fires, the brightest spots particularly, and there was a kind of explosion and rivers of fire flowed down from the top of Scotland to Land's End. But some of them didn't stop there. They went right across the channel uh, and didn't stop there. They went right across the channel and spread out into the continent of Europe. The Lord impressed on my heart that those fires were groups of people who he would make very, very hungry for New Testament Christianity. They would start reading their Bibles and saying, as they read the book of Acts, but why isn't it happening now? Where is this happy church? Where are these people so full of the power of the Holy Spirit? Where are the miracles? Where is the growth? Where's the life, the vitality? Where is the courage, the boldness that these people had? Is it for today? Can we have it? Should the church be this way? And as these questions were being planted in their hearts, the Lord Jesus said he would make them very hungry for the Holy Spirit. He would fill them with the Holy Spirit. And out of these gifts would flow ministries that would enrich the body of Christ. The whole idea concept of the body of Christ would come alive barriers between denominations and different types of Christians would break down as people met each other 
The Lord said he would move these people all over the country after he had taught them uh, the gifts. And they would carry that fire. They would meet others who were being renewed by the Holy Spirit. He would put them in different situations from what they were used to. So they would get to know people of other denominations, other cultures, other classes. That means, you know, class, the class system in England. You know, the working man, the top man. Different classes. Uh, break all that down. And during this time, he would test them. There would be a great testing of faith. There would be great times of waiting. He would teach them spiritual warfare. He would show them the meaning of the power of the blood of Jesus, the name of Jesus, the word of God, and the power of the Holy Spirit. And um, and then he said, so what does the... Because the background to that was the denominations had big walls between them, you know, very suspicious. Um <laughs> I think people have told you about our dance and drama group and, and we moved from the Catholic school up there, St Joseph's it was called, I think. Um, no, no, St Thomas's, um, Anglican churches, all sorts. So in our hearts, you know, God broke down those walls. But throughout England as a whole, it's, um, it, it was totally different from, from what it is now. So um, a few years back... Five years ago, she came back to um, Kent Gott's church in Newcastle and up, way up in the north of England, and uh, the last bit before you get to Scotland, practically. And I was, remember a um, little old lady, and they said, do you want a chair? I don't need a chair. 80-something <laughs> she was. And she said, just want to talk about this prophecy. And she explained how she'd got it. And she said... But now when I come back, I can see it's different. He said, some of you won't. Um, for instance, when um, there's a baby in the family and you see the, you see the little child every day and you, you don't really see the differences in growth. Mm. But Aunt Mabel comes and she's not seen the, the little one for eight, uh, eight weeks. Wow! You know, she's growing up. You know, they can see it. So she said she came back after uh, whatever it was 40 odd years and 50 years and she said I can see the difference you've probably forgotten how how it was walls between the denominations how nobody talked about the Holy Spirit uh, it was a talk about God the Father, God the Son not God the Holy Spirit and she said that that is totally different and then she said I want to tell you things that I didn't explain at the time and she said um, lightning came <clears throat> now I've lost the second page of it unfortunately uh, but from memory she said light, lightning came and uh, the gospel went out onto the streets in Britain and um, people on the streets became Christians uh, outside the church buildings and then the media got to hear about it now at that time the media meant television, radio and newspapers that was the media but now the media is everybody with their what's it called? Captions. Yeah, yeah, and you, you put something on, on your Facebook and psh, 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 psh. Yeah, yeah. hundreds <coughs> and then they put it on theirs and psh, psh, psh. 
you know, something miraculous amongst young people goes out and thousands of people hear it within 24 hours. So that's part of the media. Um, and she said, then the media will hear about it last. But she said, remember I told you about that the flow of the, of the spirit, uh, like fire, would go over onto the continent? She, she said, it's, it happens the opposite way there. She said, the media will hear about this and it will be in the newspapers. The man in the street will hear about it and then the church will get hold of it. It was re- reverse order, she said. So, um, when things uh, are looking a bit dull in England, or when I, my concepts is it's dull, uh, nothing much seems to be happening. Lord, you said. Right, so i get on the old, your kingdom come. You gave that, your word, to a lady, lady of God. You know, a fiery, feisty, um, so I believe that and I've gone over and this, this is how I feel for prophecy you hear about it, you see it but prophecy starts up there and it's like we have to stand up, get hold of the prophecy and pull it down that's the authority we've got so that, that's the picture I've got pulling down the prophecies and stating them again and again and again and again and again and again and again, just to show you what a feisty lady she was. She says that um, her mother died and um, she was by her mother's bed as a, as a mother. Peacefully, lovely way her mother went to be with Jesus. And she's on her knees. She's not in this. Jean Darnell. Jesus, send my mother back. I want my mother back. Jesus, send my mother back. And then her mother, because the mother did come back, and her mother said, so I died, Jean, and it's so peaceful, and I'm walking towards Jesus. And everyone says the same that I've heard who've died. I've heard about three have died and come back. And they all say, the grass, the grass is, it's green, but it's, it's can't explain the colours. You know, we, we've got a very limited sense of, uh, of, of colours, you know, the rainbow colours. Uh, it's believed that some animals see more than more than we do. Some some less. Some in black and white. Um, so a bull, black and white. So red rag to a bull, rubbish. Bull doesn't see it red. So I believe. I still run. <laughs> anyway, everyone says the same. The colours, the thing, everything sparkling in paradise. It's it's you can't explain it. There's no words to say. And I'm walking to, and there's Jesus. And I'm going up the hill, and all the all the time I can hear this noise in the background. Jesus, send my mother back. Jesus, send my. <laughs> so I'm walking to it, and all I can. And Jesus looks at me and says, <coughs> "I think you better go." <laughs> so, so she wakes up in bed with her. There. <laughs> You'd be gossed. <laughs> yeah. Oh, so close. So yeah, she was happy to be back, no, but I'm happy, joking. happy that she's seen. Yeah, see, there was, a, there was another bloke came, um, Jim Sepulveda, when we were in the old old building, and he was um, he was an artist, but he de- used to decorate the trucks with those lots of we used to call it psychedelic colours. Yeah. You still you still see trucks here going to the scrapyard with, not that he did it, but in a similar style, and uh, he had really bad heart, um, but he was very successful in his job, and he became became quite rich. Um, and he enjoyed enjoyed what he was doing, and then he had a an operation. I think was, I think it was on his on his heart. I think, 
and um, he died under the operating um, the surgeon's knife and he said exactly the same he said and there walking across can't describe it but it's the colours the light green grass but somehow not like yeah <laughs> words failed him and then um, and then he went up to Jesus and Jesus said <coughs> it's too early it isn't your time you know what needs to go back and when, so when he comes back he's panicking because he's lying down and he can't see can't see can't see can't and he realised it's the, it's the cup. He's on the operating table, and they put the oh, they put the sheet over it. So he pushes the sheet away, and uh, of course they've not stitched him up because the, the heart stopped bleeding. So he said, <laughs> this fountain practically in the ceiling. He yells and yells, and they all come running back in. Whoa! <laughs> all these surgeons and doctors now stitching back up again. So he said, he said, I'm just going to go around the world and just tell people my story. So he, sorry, he was another one. Um, <coughs> but really what I'm saying is prophecy. First, first it's not for the prophet. It's for the, um, it's, it's for the church. Uh, you could be a little toe, you could be an arm, you could be the mouth. But we're all needed. And prophets, a bit of humility is, is, also, is also needed. So I hold on to that. And another one, um, and I'll, I like this. Again, because it's still got that same uh, authenticity. Sorry to use big words. Authenticity. <laughs> it's, obvious, it's, obvious, it's obviously of God because the people didn't understand what was happening. And in Uganda, there was a, a horrible man called Idi Amin. Afraid Britain has to take its share of blame because we helped put him on the throne in Uganda. He was... He was awful he wanted to make an islamic state he wanted to get rid of christianity he threw his own wife to the crocodiles in the river he murdered loads of people there was a film made about him called last king of scotland oh yes was it that one? yeah no it wasn't that one i was thinking of it was the one where a plane lands or is flying over uganda and it's brought down and it's an israeli plane and it lands at the airport in Kampala, which isn't called Kampala. And Idi Amin says, right, you know, hates Jews. Um, I assume he hated Jews. So he kept them all as, as hostage. And um, uh, the Israeli government, probably no, no other government in the world <coughs> could have done this. They made, um, they made a mock-up of this, of the airport in Israel. Um, they got special forces in um, and they mimicked um, arriving uh, and landing at the airport in darkness. Uh, out of the airport, a big limousine would come. Somebody who looked like Idi Amin would drive across. So it was this amazing incident, and uh, they saved the hostages. Absolutely amazing. Um, apart from one who'd had a heart attack, had gone to hospital, and after all the others escaped, Idi Amin got his henchmen just to go and kill her. You know, an old lady. <clears throat> that was the sort of guy he was. Uh, he's now uh, he got kicked out in the end. I think he went he went to live in one of the one of the Arab lands. I think I think he's died now. Um, so the um, people that that would would met it's called um, Mal- Malungi Jim John Mal- Malungi I think his name. And he'd, with others, were in the in the woods. Um, it's a lovely country um, around Kampala. 
they don't have jungles. It's, it's it just feels like England in the middle of Africa, you know, because it's high up, very very green. So they're meeting in the forest, hiding, and if they're caught, you know, no mercy. And uh, they're fasting and praying, and they're praying for Uganda. And then right at the end of their whatever it was weekend or a few days together, they felt God saying, "Stay on and pray some more." Okay, we'll do that, but don't want to pray for Uganda. I want you to pray for Europe. Oh right, <laughs> thought they were doing okay compared to us. So that's that's the authenticity to me, you know, that um, they weren't praying for themselves; they were praying for us. These wonderful, wonderful, wonderful persecuted Christians hiding for their very lives, praying for Europe, and and they saw um, where he describes again. It was like a map of Europe this time, <clears throat> and um, there were like volcanoes came suddenly up um, but they were pouring out black horrible smoke all over Europe little volcanoes pouring out this smoke that settled over Europe so Europe you know was in a mess of darkness but then he said um, from Britain and he said no I'm not saying it's because you Britons are special it's just God's strategy he chose to do it from Britain uh, a light began to shine and it got like that brighter and brighter and brighter and it's so bright that it broke through all this dirty smoke mm. you know in Europe and different countries were making choices to go with the darkness or to go with the light and the light got brighter and brighter and brighter and brighter and it, it made a big difference beyond even beyond Europe so very very similar to what she says so it's another one Lord <laughs> whenever I hear of something I mean the last few two or three years you know in Europe with the atrocities and um, people that have come over um, very tiny percent uh, uh, as terrorists who have hidden with the refugees caused all sorts of horrible things in France in particular and in and in Germany uh, and sometimes you get a oh, read the paper, I don't want to read the papers today, I don't want to hear the news um, but Lord you said in all that in all that darkness you know, or it might have been you hear of things that are being made law uh, in the courts of Europe that seem to be the opposite of uh, of what we thought was good when we were growing up um, Lord you said you said so that you know that's another one I'd, I'd stand on and a uh, lovely lovely example I was just um, I was just looking at this, this this morning so I was telling you about the Hebrides one time and this guy um, Duncan Campbell that's right he also went over to uh, to Ireland and he gave uh, a prophecy and again this was remarkable this same authenticity thing he said Ireland is going to experience a time of troubles now that word troubles now to any English person an Irish person means <coughs> something quite specific they call it the troubles in their lovely accent the troubles so all the IRA and the and the, the opposite fighting each other and killing and um, so even Prince Charles's uncle was was killed in um, on a boat 
load, load mount pattern. That's known as the troubles. Now, when he said there'll be a time of trouble, it didn't mean the troubles. <laughs> it hadn't been, that word hadn't been underlined. So again, that's the bit I like, you know. There'll be time of troubles, but it'll be time of uh, following this, a time of revival. So, um, since the troubles has died down in the last few years, there are still individual people or little groups of people that want revenge, you know, and they want to start it up again. <clears throat> so every so often, somebody will find a bomb. Um, the police force are much more experienced now and, and um, are learning to, well, I think they've got the spies, <laughs> spies there. So that, by and large, they're, they're getting to, you know, they've they got the information and things aren't happening. But it's always on the edge when the marches start, you know, because the crazy, I think the crazy Protestant marches, where they all have the the, um, the bowler hats on, and these are the Orange men, because it was the the House of Orange came over from Holland, um, and the Jacobites were against them. So after hundreds of years, they still march through Belfast, and it causes can cause trouble. Um, and bottles get thrown and there might be a few fires <coughs> and it looks like oh it's going to start again so every time I hear that get, get the prophecy out Lord you told Duncan Campbell your prophet that there would be time of troubles and that would come to an end and then there would be time of revival we're not having this get the idea get stamping those feet Lord I've got a vote I've got a spiritual vote and my vote is no more troubles because that's what you said. Got to reach up and get that prophecy. No more troubles. Revival. That's what we want, Lord. Revival. Revival in Ireland. Revival in Britain. Revival in Europe. All those, all those, um, those Come prophecies. <laughs> yes. Go on. Let's have a pray. Lord God, just, just reading up again, or getting on the websites as I did just to to hear about those those revivals two old ladies praying the men in the barn saying Lord we want to be clean before you Lord all these prophecies you've said just touch our land touch Europe for you oh God just give more and more and more and more fire in your church more fire in our lives have done with lesser things and reaching out for the things of you oh god your blessing on spain mm. as these go guys go out there touch that landlord the stuff that's there because of history just oh just melt it away lord melt it away and bring 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 revival to that land in jesus name hallelujah hallelujah bless bless We've got the votes. <laughs> You're a mighty man, you are, aren't you? <laughs> a mighty man. Oh. Thank you. Well, when is it going? Next week? Monday. Oh. We'll be there Monday evening. You're flying or on boat? I'm flying at six. Flying? Yeah. Do you know, as you've been talking, all I've been seeing is this thing of like where I live in this complete rough horrible place 
is that when someone's scruffy and dirty, it's okay to let your dog do its business. It's okay to throw your bottle on the floor, yeah. to chuck your needles, because <coughs> it's so dirty. And there's one of the main streets has got these, it's an, like an avenue of trees, and everything's so dirty. Mm. And, and I just <coughs> keep seeing all these strange different things. Like I'm building a great, about this big, a wooden box. You know, in those slatted wooden joints, yeah. you build a log cabin. But I'm building it with the children from the neighbourhood, teaching them joinery. And then the inside gets painted with tar, so it's waterproof. It's like a strategy. The tree gets wrapped in a special stuff to stop it's filled with soil. Doing other projects, planting flowers and seeds and stuff like that to make bedding plants. And so these things get painted in these gorgeous, they're built to last around all these trees. This, it's like this change from horrible and drab to beautiful and colourful yeah. and, it, and it being like this colourful revival and I said the pen fence I've just been seeing this as you've been talking all the fences and all the graffiti and kids with different coloured pots of paint yeah. all the spikes are getting painted in different colours and rainbows yeah. and do you know this beautiful colour yeah. well that sort of thing can start small yeah. And get big start probably smart with you. Lord Warrington. Yeah. For Was you. Yeah. Warrington. Warrington. Yeah. Oh, There's a girl, um oh, one of the students, I can't can't remember which and she said when she she goes back to Germany, she was more or less on her own in a, li- a little village. And um she'd really got hold of this, so when she was going back she was gonna walk around the village. Lord, this is your village. I've got the boat in my village. You know, I'm your ambassador. I'm gonna, gonna claim it, claim it, claim it. Thank you for listening to the Our Destiny podcast. For further information, check out www.idestiny.org.uk.